You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, everyone? This is Ross Jackson here of Locked on Saints, and you are locked in for another Locked on Crossover Wednesday. So excited to be here. Uh, we are going to get this one going. You're t- listening to the Saints here at Locked on Saints and the Panthers with Locked on Panthers host Bill Rossetti. You can follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's with two C's and two T's because he fancy like that. Uh, we out here balling this week. So welcome in, Bill. So excited that we finally get to do this together, man. We, we tried for a couple years now <laughs> yeah for sure man yeah it has been a couple times and yeah one reason or another uh things just didn't work out but yeah I'm glad to glad to finally get with you especially uh so late in the season it's uh it's, it's just so weird that all these division games are so late but yeah glad to get with you man big fan of your work i appreciate it man same right back to you very excited to be able to do this and you're right like it's late in the season so this game just it, it's the first time that these two teams have matched up this year but this game means so much more with it being this late in the season especially with the two teams being first and second in the division there's a little bit of distance there but that distance can close quickly depending upon how these two teams operate for the rest of the season so to be able to have these matchups all of these uh uh, uh nfc south matchups just come so late in the season it really does make for an exciting time for sure yeah it's it's it was nice the way the, the the schedule was set up. I mean, the the Falcons are in the middle of what, like five straight division games, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that, coming out of the bye. The Panthers they just had only their third division game last week with the Falcons because they've only played the Buccaneers twice, uh, and they'd see the Falcons again in a couple weeks, and of course Saints again in week seventeen. Uh, the other two South teams are playing each other this week as well. So they really kind of backloaded the, the NFC South. So it's nice because we know these four, uh, there's there's a lot of good rivalries. The, mm-hmm. These four teams always have really good games against each other. So it, it's always exciting, especially this time here, because like you said, uh, it's, it's starting to get in the playoff push, you know, especially for the Saints because they've got that number one seed now in their sights. The Panthers are just trying to hold out hope, you know, keep their faint hopes alive. So th- this is important on, on both sides, like you said. So definitely a fun one for sure coming, I think, Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. There's no such thing as either one of these winning teams, either well, either of these teams winning this weekend and not feeling good going forward to the rest of the season for sure, especially with big gains for both teams toward the back half here. So we're going to start off a little bit general here, talking about the team's health, team health, everything like that, as well as kind of matchups between the teams. Then we'll get more in detail in the next segment where we go into player matchups, keys uh, to victory, and then the predictions and everything. So let's start off a little bit more general here. First of all, how is this Carolina Panthers team looking health-wise coming into this week? Uh, originally, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, what, what's the word looking for? Not original, but the first, whatever, the first... Uh, um, injury reports and practice participation reports come out later today, but how's everything feeling so far going into week 12 here? Yeah, still a little banged up. Uh, you know, the cornerbacks are still banged up. Ross Jackson, or excuse me, um, Ross me. Cockrell. I'm feeling yeah, great. Per- I'm feeling great. Yeah, yeah, apparently, <laughs> you, apparently you're a cornerback now for the Panthers. Congratulations. Dang, I am drafted. late. I am late for work. <laughs> <laughs> You just got you just got signed off the street. Uh, Ross Cockrell <laughs> and uh, Dante Jackson still a little banged up, and uh, definitely some issues there because you saw they kind of got uh, picked apart or the secondary got picked apart a little bit. Uh, Dennis Daly still banged up for uh, 
for the Panthers on the offensive line, but it was good to see Greg Little get back from the uh, from his concussion issues, mm-hmm. although he kind of struggled on Sunday uh, in that loss. But, uh, you know, with, with Little, it was just kind of a – this was almost like a redshirt season anyway because it, it got to the point where he wasn't expected to start anyway, but now they're starting to – you know, they've been giving him a lot of reps, but he still has a lot of work to do, I think. But uh, just the fact that he's over the concussion issues is definitely uh, definitely a good sign. Yeah. But th- those have really been kind of the, the major issues uh, injury-wise, or at least some of the top injury issues over the last couple of weeks. So we'll see, especially with the corners, um, what their what their status is this week. Because we know, Dante, especially Dante Jackson has had some up and downs this season with that groin injury, had to miss a couple games. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they how they handle him this week and if he's going to be ready to go on Sunday or if he's going to have to sit out a week. Yeah, yeah. the Saints are looking at some injuries over at the cornerback position as well. Not really injuries, but one big injury uh, that's big enough to be multiple. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, he of course missed last week. Thankfully, the Saints secondary was able to fill in valiantly against a great wide receiver core in Tampa Bay with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But can they repeat the performance if Marshawn Lattimore continues to be out? That's going to be a big question mark for them. Andrus Pete continues to be out. Of course, he's going to miss six weeks total uh, with his uh, broken arm and surgery, but Nick Easton filled in pretty well. Uh, not even pretty well. Nick Eason filled in very well uh, last week. Not bad for a guy who hadn't played in the NFL since week 16 of 2017. Uh, And then uh, for the Saints, they lost Josh Hill a little early in this game uh, last week to a concussion, but it's been reported as a minor concussion. I don't know if I believe in minor concussions, but that's just a different story, a whole other conversation, maybe a whole other episode at some point. But but so he might be able to come back and, 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 and get back on the field for the Saints. But big question marks around Marshawn Lattimore, Deontay Harris, the outstanding punt and kick returner for the Saints, who's been an absolute special team spark plug for them uh, so far this year. And then there's some question marks around what we're going to learn about Marcus Davenport this week. He played only 23 snaps last game. And some of it seemed to be that the Saints lived a lot in their down three as opposed to a four-man front. And when they do that, they tend to bring in Trey Hendrickson, who played a lot, almost double the amount of snaps as uh, uh, Marcus Davenport. But Marcus Davenport also had a brace on his left arm for the second half of the game. So there's some question marks around what happened there and what's going on. So both of these teams have some some question marks at some key positions. But how comfortable, how uncomfortable, how are you feeling just generally coming into this game uh, You know, for the Panthers matchup against? the Saints yeah and just real quick you mentioned Davenport that mm-hmm. name uh brought up a name in my head that I forgot earlier and that's Brian Burns oh, right. similar situation to mm-hmm. Davenport uh banged up limited snaps a lot of question marks about that too as to why he's not getting as many snaps considering how well he's played all season All right, guys, let's talk about sex, good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. It's BlueChew.com. That's blue. Light the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pills, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants some extra function to 
enhance the performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we got a special deal just for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment for free when you use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, and faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. You have to be disappointed with the way the Panthers have been. Um, Kyle Allen came out the first couple weeks of the season, or his first couple starts, I should say, starting in week three, and he looked like he was throwing the ball well. It looked like uh, the, the Panthers' offense, uh, North Turner, were you know taking care of him, not putting too much on him to uh, just let him get the ball in the hands of his playmakers. And now these last couple weeks since the bye week, and he's just taken a complete turn for the worse. He's thrown... Mm-hmm what nine interceptions in four games since the bye and last last week i think might have been the uh the icing on the cake with uh four interceptions against the falcons in a game in which the panthers were just embarrassed really i mean 20, 29 to 3 against the falcons you know granted the falcons were feeling really good about the what after the way they took care of the saints the week right. before but you would think that the panthers at home uh would figure something out and they, they just haven't. And now you're looking at, you know, you're five and five, your playoff hopes are almost up in smoke. I mean, you're three games behind the saints. Now in the division, you're three back in the win column of both wild cards. I mean, unfortunately for the Panthers, they're not in the NFC East where five and five at least keeps them in the hunt for the playoffs. Five and five for now basically means that they almost, they almost have to win out, I think, mm-hmm. because I've said on my show, 10 wins might not even get you in the playoffs with the way the NFC has been this season. It might, you might have to get to 11, especially now with this, all these teams already at eight or nine wins. So the the Panthers are feeling the pressure and you start to wonder now what the future of Ron Rivera and Marty Herney is in Carolina. I think that seed is starting to warm up a little bit for uh, for Riverboat Ron. You know, look, the Saints and Saints fans definitely walk into this game with a little bit of confidence, but the Saints are going to be a little bit more cautious than they were two weeks ago when they were hosting the then 1-7 uh, 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 Atlanta Falcons team that came in and, like I mentioned, just dismantled them out in front of the home field. So I think the Saints are going to come back to this game, come back home to the Superdome a little bit more diligent in terms of their respect for the opposing team that's traveling in, <laughs> especially with, and I know Brian Burns being hurt uh, and, and having, you know, a couple of question marks much like Marcus Davenport affects this, but especially with the sort of revitalization of the Panthers' pass rush this season that we saw early on, uh, you know that that's a dangerous team nonetheless. They have a lot of offensive weapons, and with the Saints missing some key position players, I mean they're missing. This will be the second week potentially that they walk in missing someone on offense, defense, and special teams that are key contributors. They'll need to continue to have that sort of next man up or, or rallying around uh, as a team. Uh, type of mentality to come into this game and not come in complacent, but instead ready to play and ready to win. Uh, We know how much Cam Jordan loves playing against the Panthers. I think he likes playing against the Panthers more when it's Cam Newton under center, but he's going to be very excited to get and, you know, try to add a new name to his list and Kyle Allen. So, you know, I think that's going to be a big part of what this team is. I'm sorry, what this game is going to be is going to be trenches. It's going to be offensive lines versus defensive lines and to see which one comes out on top. Uh, I agree, and that, that's always a key for me. I mean, I'm, I'm just one of those guys that 
you know, it, it comes down to offensive and defensive lines. That, that's where it all starts for me. And it's just always, you know, and, and we, I remember talking about this a couple of weeks ago, even with Peter and um, that stack still kind of holds true. It's just amazing to think that this defense can be so good against the past yet so awful against the run. They're one, they're actually one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. And you would think with this defensive line that they have, that that wouldn't be the case, but they just continue to get gashed. Now, you know, Brian Hill didn't exactly have a monster game. And I know everybody's, well, namely his fantasy owners, all the people that went out and got him on the waiver wire are disappointed. But the fact of the matter is the Falcons still took care of the ball against the Panthers and the Panthers just couldn't stop them. Now you're going up against Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, who just have been so good. I mean, Alvin Kamara looks like he hasn't skipped a beat since coming back from the injury. And, you know, Murray has just been sprinkled in there, uh, kind of going back to his old role. Mm -hmm. But it's it's definitely concerning. This is uh, – if there's one spot where I think the Panthers have to be generally – because there are really two spots, it's Alvin Kamar gashing them in the run game and their offensive line against the Saints' defensive line because this Panthers' offensive line just has continued to struggle the last few weeks. And you mentioned Cam Jordan. I would not be surprised if Cam Jordan has himself a sack or two on Sunday. Well, I'm uh, look. I know he's going to be looking for it. That's for certain. And of course, he's one yeah. of those guys where you know every game at the end of the game he can have two sacks in a game. He could have three sacks in a game. And reporters are going to come up to him and say, "Cam, you had such a great game. How are you feeling?" And he's going to tell you how many sacks he should have had. I mean, he's always that got that <laughs> mentality about never, never about what he did, but what he should have done. So mm-hmm. before we jump into more of these individual matchups, want to tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors, and that's Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world for twenty dollars off of a suitcase visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on during checkout and if you're listening on the go and you can't visit away right away you can find this and all of our other offers from our locked on sponsors at lockedonpodcast.com slash offers Attention past, present, and future MyBookie players. During Thanksgiving week, MyBookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears and Lions game. Simply choose a team against the spread for up to $250, and if you win, congrats. You've got some extra holiday spending money, but if you lose, congratulations to you as well because MyBookie will give you your money back. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, My MyBookie welcomes all to come and play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Do you find yourself wanting the sports bet but have lots of questions? Don't sweat it because MyBookie's patient customer service team can walk you through the entire process. And the best part is, if you join this Thanksgiving week, you'll still have one last shot to take advantage of their incredible sign-up offer. Just log on to MyBookie.ag and make your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart start your bankroll and that's on top of the risk-free bet so let me repeat that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for thanksgiving only so if you're a true football fan don't let this opportunity pass you by you simply can't lose make sure you do your part and support your team this season hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie you play you win you get paid 
All right, so we're jumping into uh, the individual matchups here. Already started talked about Alvin Kamara, talked about uh, Cam Jordan. So we hit a little bit in terms of Saints offense and defense, but who are sort of two key players that you're looking at over on the Panther side that can help make this game go? I think I know one of the names already. Yeah, I mean, it, it obviously starts with the guy in the backfield, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, th- I think that goes without saying. He's basically been the offense for the Carolina Panthers, especially the last couple weeks with the struggles of Kyle Allen. So even if we don't count McCaffrey, because obviously he's going to be the star. I mean, you're definitely looking at the wide receivers too, I think. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. These are guys that, um, you know, they're definitely having a bit of the breakout season that we kind of expected, especially DJ Moore. Curtis yes. Samuel has been kind of up and down, uh, which was, you know, it, it's fine, but he, he's definitely had his good moments and some down moments. But DJ Moore, you can just tell this kid's going to be a stud. The, the way he's running routes, the way he's catching the ball, the way he just looks on the field in general, he's going to be something special. And, you know, once they can get a strong quarterback uh, back there to really sling on the ball, who knows what his potential can be. So DJ Moore really, and you mentioned uh, the injury to Marshawn Lattimore, so maybe that kind of helps favor the Panthers a little bit if they can get the ball uh, into into these guys. And then I'll, I'll touch on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, that I, I, I always touch on the pass rush, and um, that, that to me is always an important – an important uh, key to the success for the Panthers. It was a big reason why they had that four-game winning streak earlier in the season is because they were able to get to Kyler Murray so many times and uh, and Deshaun Watson and all of them. So, you know, guys like, you know, even if Brian Burns is limited, you're, Bruce Irvin has to step up, Mario Addison has to step up. These are guys that really have to – really have to continue to tribute. And then I'll throw in real quick James Bradbury because I mentioned the injuries Mm -hmm. to the secondary. You know, how is this defense going to stop Michael Thomas? That's just a lot easier said than done. I don't know how it's (laughs) going to be done, but that is obviously going to be the key factor is how do they – I shouldn't even say stop. At this point, it's just about slowing down michael thomas because his twitter handle says himself you can't guard (laughs) yeah absolutely that's that's a little bit about how i feel about uh not even a little bit it's very much how i feel about christian mccaffrey going into this game as well you don't eliminate christian mccaffrey you don't neutralize christian mccaffrey you just limit him as much as you can so i'm gonna ask you because obviously you're watching these you ever since christian mccaffrey's come into league you've seen him play every game what what works against christian mccaffrey how do you even limit a guy like that I think it's really just about kind of uh, just kind of stacking the box. I think because of because of the struggles of Kyle Allen, I think defenses have now figured out a way to just kind of swarm on the McCaffrey and basically dare him. You know, they it's almost to the point like you don't care if Kyle Allen is the one that beats you. Mm-hmm. You're just focused so much on Christian McCaffrey that you'll allow Kyle Allen to try to sit, sling the ball because defenses are now starting to kind of lick their chops with the way Allen's been playing the last couple of weeks. They These defenses now have to feel like they have the confidence to get an interception or two on Allen and kill a lot of these drives. So they will likely feel more confident in putting eight or nine in the box 
and just focusing all their energy on McCaffrey because they know that Kyle Allen really isn't going to beat them. So I think for the Saints, it's just, you know, rallying all these guys. It's getting Cam Jordan after him. It's getting those linebackers after him and just, you know, kind of hoping, hoping for the best, I think, uh, in, in terms of stopping him. You know, if Kyle Allen beats them, then, you know, so be it. But I, I think they can afford to just really go after McCaffrey at this point. Yeah, I think that that's exactly what the Saints are going to look to do. And that plays pretty well into what they've done so far this season. They've worked really hard to eliminate the run early in the game and then force the and challenge the quarterbacks on the opposite side to beat their defense. And I always make the joke that, you know, three years ago, four years ago, the Saints would have never wanted that. You know, 2015, 16, uh, sorry, uh, 14, 15, 16, when they marched out these atrocious defenses. But now, you know, the Saints finally in a place where they have a defense on the back end that can man that can maintain that and that can manage that and that can sit back and say okay let's let your quarterback beat us that's exactly what they did with uh Jameis Winston last week and they walked away with four picks so certainly that secondary will be looking for a repeat performance against the young Kyle Allen who look they played against him in week 17 and I know it was a bit of a throwaway game for the Saints they rested most of their starters going into the playoffs but I think that they learned pretty quickly in that moment that okay these might be our second third string guys but Kyle Allen's operating with some second and third string guys out there too and he's looking really good and now there's film there's tape there's things for them to be able to study so I think with that being the case the Saints will be prepared for that but man you I just never sleep on Christian McCaffrey and you absolutely can't and over on the uh, Saints offensive side of the ball you mentioned Michael Thomas that's gonna be a big part of their game plan is just making sure Michael Thomas stays uh stays active and stays a part of uh you know what it is that this team has done so far and what he's done so far which has been absolutely incredible 94 catches on the season through 11 games is just uh, really 10 games through 11 weeks is just absolutely maddening what he's been doing so far and so you know big big key things for the Saints are going to be able to are going to be moving the ball finding a way to do that and and uh, also uh, limiting Christian McCaffrey. And I think those are going to be the big matchups for them. Or any other key matchups that you're going to be watching in this game? No, I was saying uh, Jared Cook uh, has definitely popped up again over the last couple of weeks. He's kind of turned the corner again. He's been a, a good part of, our, of that offense. So I think he's going to be another guy to, to kind of watch out for. Uh, especially with, with the Panthers. Because they've you know had their, had their moments against tight ends. And then it's really, like I said, it's the running game. I'm worried about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the rush defense, I should say, just because of uh, how much they've been struggling in that aspect. So it would not surprise me that Alvin Kamara just continues to do what he what he does. I mean, you know, tracking the Saints, I, I have a bit of an advantage of this in, too because I also track the Saints a little bit over at four for four, kind of mm-hmm. do little blurbs for the Saints as well. So I, you know, I already have a bit of a, an, an idea what the Saints offense is, and it's dangerous, as we know. I mean, you just mentioned ninety-four catches for Mike Thomas. I mean, I think they said that's an NFL record. Yeah, I don't it's think the most like, games. Yeah, so that that's just insane, and he's worth uh, every dollar he's being paid. So really, I just look at those three guys that uh, the Panthers are facing on defense, and it, it worries me. You know, even with Ted Ginn and Traquan Smith being absolutely quiet this season, th- this this Saints offense shouldn't, can just beat you senseless, senseless if they have the opportunity. And who knows, with the way this, this, uh, the Panthers' secondary is right now, Ted Ginn might beat them because we know Ted Ginn likes – certainly has to have a little bit of revenge on his mind every time he plays the Panthers as well. So you, 
you have to think he would love to find the end zone uh, this week. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ted Ginn gets a, a deep bomb this week against the secondary. So it, I'm, I'm concerned about the Panthers. You know, this it, it just continues to drive home the fact that some of these games that they've lost are just complete missed opportunities, and it's why they're going to sink themselves right out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing, man. There's no such thing as, you know, the the wins that you can let go. I'm sorry, the losses that you can let go, right? You yeah. have to win those games that you're supposed to win so that yeah. when you get up to these big games, these big matchups, uh, you're not yeah. kind of, you know, just kind of flopping around on land, uh, you know, like a fish out of water. So, yeah. Uh, so, all right, so let's jump into predictions here to wrap up this show. Right now, the Saints, I'm looking over at my bookie. The Saints are favored minus nine and a half right now uh, on average, and you can find eight and a half in other places as well. Uh, so how are you feeling as as the visiting team here? I'm going to give you the first uh, first prediction here. Uh, how are you feeling about the Panthers coming into uh, New Orleans and taking on that nine and a half point spread? Uh, not good. <laughs> I, I would pro- honestly, I would probably take the Saints with the points. Wow. Uh, I just don't. You know, the more I think about this game, I just don't know how the Saints or how the Panthers are going to be able to stay toe to toe with the Saints here. I mean, Drew Brees is even, even when Drew Brees is out, the Saints' offense just looked fantastic, and now. Now the now Drew Brees is back in, and they just continue to click on all cylinders. It's like going from, um, you know, I'm trying to think of two expensive cars as oh, an like analogy. a like a, a Maserati to some other fast car, a Bugatti. Yeah, like an Aston Martin or something <laughs> right. like that. Yeah, it's 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 just ridiculous how fluid the Saints' offense has been, and then the defense of the Saints. They're, I think they're just going to swarm this Panthers' offense. I, I really do. Uh, I I think Kyle Allen is going to struggle again. I could see this being something like a 34-17 type deal for the Saints. That is actually wild that you would say those numbers because that's pretty much exactly what I was looking at for this game as well. Uh, I'm going to follow your lead here, actually, and I'm taking the Saints to cover at home. Uh, I just I just don't see them coming in and dropping another divisional game against um, you know against an opponent that they are clearly better than in a lot yeah. of elements. There are certainly elements to where the Panthers are are better red zone scoring, for instance, but for the most part. When you look at these two teams, it's a little bit outmatched in favor of the Saints. And I don't think that they come in as, you know, a nine and a half point favorite and drop another game like they did against uh, like they did against Atlanta. Just don't see it happen. I was going uh, 31-17, not just because it's the Super Bowl score, but because I, I really did feel that way. Uh, but I was going 31-17, and I think some of those points come on late for the Panthers. The Saints love to give up some late touchdowns, although they got the later interception with P.J. Williams last week, but they almost did it again. Uh, and it makes the, you know, it hurts us in the heart every time that it happens because the spread just diminishes as the uh-huh. game goes on and we hate that but uh, I do think that the Saints are able to keep that distance they're able to cover and they get the big win at home yeah no, I, I agree that's th- this one this one might be over early and uh, the the questions are just going to continue to grow about the quarterback position I think for the Panthers I'm already starting to see people say why aren't they starting Will Greer and wow yeah so yeah, quick. That's okay, man. Look, last week when the Saints dropped that game 26 to 9 to the Falcons, people were like, why isn't Teddy Bridgewater back in? <laughs> just like, stop. See, that, that's, that, yeah, that, that's a little insane. With Will Greer, like, I can kind of understand it because sure. he is the third round pick, but on the other hand, Will Greer just isn't ready. And I think you're, you would just get more of the same if you 
threw Will Greer out there, if if not a little worse. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't want the Saints it, to see Will Greer. I want no unknowns in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think you have to you have to worry this week. But um, at this point, I think it's just riding out the final six weeks, and then. Uh, and then we'll see what the future holds, but uh, it, it's very bleak at, at this. It's it's very cloudy to say the least. Yeah, man. Well, look, dude. Thank you so much for coming through and everything. Always a pleasure to be able to do these crossovers. That's today's crossover Wednesday. Uh, Bill Rossetti. You can find him on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, host of Locked On Panthers. But like he mentioned, covers tons of other teams. Great follow on Twitter too, man. I appreciate all the work that you do and just your holistic view of the NFL is always awesome and it's always great to have some perspective like that. So thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely, but I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, glad we're finally able to do this, man. Oh yeah, far from the last time, my friend. Far, I'll see you week 17 for the, probably the most meaningless game of the NFL schedule. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thank you, as always, for being here. Always appreciate y'all. Make sure you stick around Thursday, Friday, giving you everything else that you need to get ready for the Panthers game. Had a great time with Bill here. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. As always, thank y'all so much for coming through. I am Ross Jackson. You can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson ASC. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. Tell your friends, family, and fellow Saints fans about the show. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Drop that five-star rating and review. Thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family. This has been Locked on Saints. And trust who that nation. I'll holla at you.